I'm going to find me a way. So what am I going to find me a way about? Hi everybody and I'm back. And I have to say my 10 days of total solitude in Kilmorgie I would recommend to anybody. I know it's difficult for people to spend time with themselves but I think it's an absolute necessity in today's day and age that we're able to sit with ourselves and be okay with that. The rushing around of everyday life with work, with family and with all of life's little happenings. It's important to be able to slow down and stop so that we can recharge our batteries. And that is what this week's podcast is all about. Recharging our batteries. What does that actually mean? And what do I mean by recharging my battery? Well, if we take everyday life and its experiences and its happenings and its events all the situations we find ourselves in. We can become overwhelmed with panic, anxiety, anger, a negative thought pattern, all sorts of different things. So in order to balance up and be able to look at the reality and see where we're really at, it's a necessity and an essential part of our life that we learn to sit with ourselves and see where we're at at any given moment. In other words, it's a form of mindfulness where we can take the present moment, look at it and live out of it. So this week's episode is coming from, I suppose, my 10 days of solitude, where I was able to sit and look at different events in my life, analyse them, work on them and what I feel about them, and then make a decision on how to change my behaviour around them. So it's all about choice, what I choose to do. Do I choose to continue to live the rat race? breaking my neck trying to get to work in the morning so as not to be late, 
panicking over what somebody thinks? Other people panicking over what the boss might say? What happens if he thinks I don't do my job properly? Blah, 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 blah. Then rushing home to do the housework, or to do the dinner, or to look after the kids, including the adult ones. It's about looking at what I feel, analysing it, digesting it, and coming up with a way to release the emotions, whether they're positive or negative, in a safe way, and then choosing what to do after that. So it comes back to choice. So how do we recharge our batteries when we're alone? Well, the fact that we're alone begins the process. It means that I have taken the time to stop my everyday life in order to find out where I'm at. Of course, this includes physicality. So where am I from a physical perspective? What am I feeling from an emotional point of view? And what do I believe from a spiritual point of view? Have you ever noticed that about a week before you're going to go on holidays or you're taking time out, that it seems to drag and your body is exhausted, your mind can't compute simple tasks and you feel like your time off will never actually happen. That is your body and your spirit and your mind telling you it's necessary. Let me ask you a very practical question. What happens if you forget to recharge your mobile phone? And most of us have done this. But when we've actually realised it is when we need it. So what do we do? Most of us, when we realise it of course, we try not to check our emails or texts because it might use up more battery. And we actually cannot keep watching our phone until the moment it shuts off altogether. Now how is that similar to ourselves? Well if you think about it, We don't have the ability, obviously, to send text messages or emails to the brain, but we do function very similar to our mobile phones because we require energy to do what we need to do every single day. We need to have the energy to get up in the morning, to get out of the bed. We need to have the energy to have breakfast, to go to work, to put in a day's work, to be with family to be with friends, for social life, and all the usual things that we have to do. Go to the shops, do the ironing, clear out the gutters, clear out the garage, whatever it is. However, just like our mobile phone, if we're not fully charged, we can't perform the everyday tasks that we need to perform to the best of our ability. And eventually, we will shut down. So what would it look like, or what does it mean to recharge our life? Well... Every person is going to be different. Why? Because our lives are different, obviously. Hello. But no matter how you look at it, to recharge is another word for self-care. And there are certain people who find it harder to recharge than others. Here's a couple of things for you to get your teeth into. We need to recharge our batteries because it will reduce stress. It will increase creativity. It'll make you feel better. It will strengthen your immune system and it might even help you live a little bit longer. So here's the question then. How does it reduce stress? Imagine yourself a really nice person. You can be kind and tender-hearted and compassionate to other people. But that compassion, that kindness will be weakened when we're stressed out. Correct? It's because stress can quieten all the positive elements within you. And this will have an impact on your interpersonal relationships, as well as how you cope with things. But when you step away from that stress or what's causing the stress, 
What you're actually doing is allowing the positivity to move outwards and shine. So from there, the next question will be, well, how does it increase creativity? Think about it. In any normal day, you've got so many things to think about. You may have so many stresses on your mind. Is there really any space to be creative? Is there any time for creativity to be established? When you rest or recharge, what you're actually doing is you are allowing the creative side of your brain to start working. You're giving it a chance to maybe take a hold or to take up space so that you can use it in your everyday life. The next question, of course, now becomes, well, how does it make you feel better? Remember that the stress hormone cortisol will always make you feel panicky or on edge or just nervous. But when we stop and recharge, you'll actually give the feel-good hormones a chance to take up their place in your body and therefore your mood will be a little bit more raised and you might even be more prepared to take on everyday events with a little bit more positivity and less stress. Which then leads on to, well, how does it strengthen your immune system? Look, you all know that if you relax, it actually can help the body to repair itself. We know this. We know that if we get a good night's sleep, how we can feel better in the morning. This also helps the immune system. Have you and your friends ever been asked to take on a task that you really didn't want to do, but you knew you had to do it? Now, more than likely, you know that some of your friends will feel ever so sick and maybe, you know, say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not feeling well or. But you also feel as sick as a parrot. Why? Because stress weakens our immune system. This you know. Think about those who are planning their retirement after a lifetime of work and being under pressure and deadlines and all that they had to do to get to 64 or 65. And then they're thinking, oh, next year I can retire. I'm going to I'm going to do this hobby and that hobby and I'm going to travel the world, all of that, blah, blah, blah. How many of us have heard this from somebody only to discover six months after their retirement, they're sick and sometimes so much that they go downhill very quickly. What has happened is that they never gave their body a chance to heal itself. They ran on empty or on fumes. Recharging on a regular basis will help our immune system to fight what it needs to fight. Which leaves us with the ultimate question. How might it help us to live longer? Actually, studies have shown that where stress levels are high, it's the number one cause of death. So if you take the time to relax, to stop, to analyse, to choose something different, to choose to recharge your batteries, chances are you could avoid some fatal health issue in the long run. Now, I want you to bring your attention to something. You may have noticed that it's very rare that I talk about recharging a battery or recharging the battery but batteries now this is because it would be easy to say only one battery needs to be recharged and that would be the physical one of course so where i do use the word battery that's what i'm talking about when we only get a few hours sleep we feel the need to rest or if we take too much time at the gym or ensure we do workouts at home and go overboard what happens is that the body will shout at us for rest But what about the other parts of our lives? What about our patience, our focus, our tolerance, our motivation, or even our decision making? 
So I have to say to recharge our batteries because these must also be considered as the other parts or aspects of our daily lives that need to be recharged and not always at the same time. We're a bit like a car running low and carrying on moving on fumes before we give up completely and die a slow death. If we can reflect and recognise these parts of us, then maybe we will notice when we're not fully at our best. For example, if I take a business view of this, I have held group meetings where healthy conflict was present because it was embraced and managed without too much effort. Why? Because everyone was at their best. Almost. But I've also had meetings where the energy has been lacking and people have been hurt and rows have broken out, where they weren't managed and people were left with a negative view and anger. Or if you think of a runner who needs physical energy to do what they do, and if their energy is less than it should be, then what happens? They get jelly legs, and they're not at their best, and they can even injure themselves. So we don't have the store of patience or resilience in every aspect or part of our life to be fully alive. And I will certainly not be able to manage or even embrace what I need to, unless I recharge. I suppose the conclusion that I've come to is that we all have patterns that emerge when our energy is failing. So when I wake up in the morning and it's filled with challenges that sap my energy or problem solving issues, then my pot of energy is going to be depleted before I even get started. If I haven't had a good night's sleep, it's going to be depleted. What I have also discovered is that when we recharge our batteries, they must align with my lifestyle and passion. For example, some people will recharge their spiritual and emotional batteries with exercise, meditation, prayer, while others may shake their heads in disapproval of these methods and may find that lounging around on their sofa at home with a good book and a cup of tea will recharge them. Others find that time alone or with friends might keep their batteries recharged. So depending on what you feel, not what somebody else feels, is right for you, providing you're doing it from a place of recharge. What I've noticed is that during the pandemic, people have had to spend more time with themselves, which has been a strain for some. Why? Because they got bored with themselves and they would find anything to fill it or to fill that boredom, which is usually going against what we actually need to do. And that is to sit with ourselves, to see what our body needs, our mind needs and what our spirit is screaming for. And that is to get to know the person inside and what that person needs and to find positive ways of giving it. Now, did you know that our emotional resilience is limitless? Do you know that? But how many of us know that it's not bottomless? We must take a step back when challenged to allow ourselves to de-stress and restore or recharge those parts of us. By this recentering, we can have more energy to get back on track and learn about the core, that inner part of who we are in the world. So how do we know we have a low emotional charge? Let me give you a couple of ideas on that. Because there are many, many alerts or signs that your emotional battery will be running on empty. I'm just going to give you the most common ones. And I know that you know these. But maybe by me saying them, you'll take another look at them. And maybe keep an eye on them for the future. Being totally unmotivated. Have you ever had moments when you just couldn't be bothered? That everything is just boring or that you're just frozen with tiredness? 
where you can't get excited about anything that you're doing. Motivation, or lack of it, is one of the most common symptoms of exhaustion and hopelessness and burnout, which leaves us with no energy to do even the simplest tasks in our daily life. It's where we struggle to find any amount of energy or even look at change or improving our lives. Tarnished relationships. At the best of times, relationships can be delicate and heavily impacted by how we feel. When we're emotionally drained, it is so hard to stay connected with people we care about. In fact, most of the time when we feel this drained, we actually pull away from friends and loved ones. And we do this in an attempt to protect an already struggling well-being. However, without the nourishment and love that they need from us, these relationships will begin to break down until they disappear altogether. Social isolation. So as we've already seen, our relationships can disappear and we begin to hone in on social isolation. And this can be toxic. It can lead to a wider removal of happiness and health. Now we know as human beings, we so need our social connection in order for us to thrive. And these connections are more important when we are experiencing stress and emotional problems. So are you so exhausted that your relationships are collapsing? Well, if you are, then social isolation will not be too far behind. Irritability will also increase. If you think about it, our moods are dependent on our emotions, even though they are not the same thing at all. Our emotions are responses to specific events or stimuli in our lives. For example, when you're sad or angry, there is usually a reason behind it, and you can choose to trace it back. You have to remember Moods are harder to shift than emotions. So if you've been dealing with negative emotions that deplete your energy or your batteries, then you have to find that your mood will also be negative and you will become very irritable with people around you and with yourself. Why? Because you know that something isn't right, but not having the energy to change it will just add to it. And of course, we all know about physical exhaustion. Would you believe it that our physical presence is often very much connected to how we feel? When our emotional battery or energy is at zero, you will find that your physical energy is almost drained as well. For example, if you're struggling with emotional drainage, then your body will begin to shout at you, starting with you struggling with sleep. And we know that this over time will have your physical body more and more exhausted. And you'll ultimately find it more difficult to keep up with everyday physical needs. Feelings of hopelessness. Now, after experiencing all of the above, or any of the above, or one of the above to extreme, then your state of mind, like your body, will begin to slip. And more often than we would like to accept, we can go into some really dark places when we get to this kind of depleted level of energy. You might even begin to experience the feelings of failure, like there's no point to anything. This is hopelessness. And this is just the negativity talking. Most of us will pull away and allow ourselves to recharge from a different angle and we'll come back and see things from another point of view. However, there are some that do not have enough energy to pull away and can go into the pit of destruction and ultimately go into a place where suicide is felt to be the only option at that moment. The answer to all of this is simple. 
Do not let your batteries wear down to zero. You need to help yourself by keeping your level of emotional energy up and this will give you the resilience and strength you need to live, basically, and to love. So here are five ways you can actually help yourself. And these are only five. These are only off the top of my head. Give yourself a sense of enjoyment. Maybe invest in a support network. Spend time on your own to evaluate and look at where you are emotionally in your life. Try to nourish your physical body. And here's the important one. Set solid boundaries for yourself with regards to others in your life. For example, do you give people firm limits and then enforce those limits when they try to test them? Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.